Hello from Orlando, and welcome to this special bonus episode of Voices in Healthcare Finance, live from HFMA's annual conference. I'm Erica Grotto. As I record this, I'm sitting in our podcast booth in HFMA Central, watching people greet old friends, make new connections, and enjoy all our conference has to offer. Speaking of old friends, I had the extreme pleasure this week of meeting two HFMA leaders who shared their perspectives on the industry. Mark Knight, who is Chief Executive at HFMA in the United Kingdom, and Dick Clark, who retired in 2012 after 26 years as the President and CEO of our HFMA. You'll hear from them both right after we check in with Rich and Chad for Beyond the News. This is Rich Daly, Senior Writer and Editor for HFMA. Hi, and this is Chad Mulvaney, a Policy Director with HFMA, coming to you live from HFMA's annual conference. It's pretty often here, Chad, huh? I know. I mean, we've got the, a panoramic view of the entire HFMA Central, and it looks amazing. A lot of good education happening. So speaking of amazing, this week we had an executive order dropped from the Trump administration on Monday, June 24th. The order um, was widely, uh, highly anticipated by pretty much everyone in healthcare. Chad, what's the, what's the big picture view on, on the reaction now that it's actually dropped and we know the specifics here? Yeah, you know, it's so widely anticipated, Rich, as you mentioned. Wall Street Journal teased it not once but twice, so I think we get to count the WSJ for a bulk. Um, you know, the, the two th- key things out of this is that within 60 days, HHS has to issue a proposed rule that requires hospitals to post information based on negotiated rates for common shoppable services in a easy-to-use format. And so sort of on this first one, there are a couple things that to watch for. Number one, can they really do it in 60 days? Because that to me implies that the rule is pretty much already written. And then number two, you know, based on negotiated rates is not the same as the widely anticipated negotiated rates. So it may not be your exact rate, but some some data that's derived from it. And then I think the other thing is also, you know, what are common shoppable services and how that's defined. The other piece is, is that it, the, the executive order also talks about it, not just by the hospital, but for services or items supplied by employees of the hospital. So the important thing to watch for is, will that apply to employed physician practices and in which settings will it apply to? The other provision, I guess, also that, that caught my eye was one looking for uh, health plans and providers to facilitate access to information about expected out-of-pocket costs. Does that seem uh, seem like a big deal to you, Chad? Yeah, I, I think we're getting to a point where in this rule, HHS and Labor and the Treasury will start requiring health plans to provide out-of-pocket data. And so the format to that will need to be defined, but it starts to sound like maybe some of the recommendations that potentially it could be informed by the work that HFMA has done with other key industry groups on its price transparency task force. And so certainly what we're, what we're seeing here is, is that we're all going to have a lot of reading to do over the summer and into the early fall. Ah, so potentially, yeah, those that took uh, followed HFMA's lead and voluntarily made some efforts in this area might be a little ahead of the game. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Those plans that are doing that. And also, I would say those health systems that have good transparency tools or resources uh, for their patients and for their communities. Well, that helps a lot and it's very informative. So thank you, uh, Chad, for taking the time and a, and a break from, uh, from the uh, many demands of HFMA Annual Conference 2019. Rich, always happy to find time to talk with you. Always enjoy the conversation. 
So keep up with the latest news developments in healthcare finance and policy and practice by checking out our daily news site, which, by the way, will also have updates and does have updates from from the annual conference at hfma.org forward slash news. One of the most enjoyable parts of attending HFMA's annual conference is meeting thought leaders from around the world and listening to their stories. I had the opportunity this week to meet Mark Knight, Chief Executive of HFMA in the UK, and Dick Clark, who is President and CEO of RHFMA until his retirement in 2012. They shared some really interesting insights on their view of the industry from where they sit, as well as what they're learning here in Orlando. We'll start with Mark Knight. The key issues for America and the United Kingdom are the similarity of problems that we have as Western world countries. So the increased aging population, the predominance of long-term conditions, such as diabetes, for instance, like that, um, the increasing economic pressures there are on our two countries, those issues we share. Our responses to those issues are wildly different. But actually, in some ways, there are more similarities than you think. So, for example, the United States spends more money on social medicine than the UK does. Um, we obviously don't spend as much on private health care as the United States does. So it's really interesting to understand your responses to the common problems that we both share. So that's what I really get out of this conference. Obamacare has placed increasing risks on the fee-for-service model here. So whereas fee-for-service kind of powered the American healthcare system for 50, 60 years, the Obamacare population health discussion and all those things, they've really reduced margins. So I know a lot of providers here have come under a lot of pressure with their margins and how they operate. And their rev- I think it's revenue cycle, you call it. Um, so from that perspective... I think we feel we're slightly ahead of that curve in the sense of the efficiency whole, whole efficiency agenda. But where we've been most most impressed with what you guys have been doing is via your value project, which has been a leading initiative from HFMA oh, for the last almost 10 years. And we've been very conscious of what you know the kind of the initiatives that you've been taking, the value reports, et cetera, et cetera. That's been the inspiration, part of the inspiration for the creation of the Healthcare Costing for Value Institute, which we have in the UK, which we've developed to really focus in on costs and then how you, out of that, develop real strategies to increase value so that that money that you get goes that little bit further, well, goes a lot further, hopefully. Dick Clark is now teaching at the University of Miami, as well as serving on various hospital boards and committees. He and I talked about the ways healthcare leaders can better communicate with their boards, and we'll be bringing you that interview soon. But this being the annual conference, we couldn't help but chat a little bit about HFMA as well. Now that we're, we're here at the annual conference, um, I'm, I'm curious, what's your favorite part of the annual conference now? And is it different than when you were our leader? My, my favorite part of the annual conference is that I don't have to run it. <laughs> Fair enough. I've, I've had so many people and I you know there's some wonderful people that uh, I've been involved with for, well, I've, I've been a member of HFMA for almost 50 years. Uh, but some wonderful people that I have met along the way who have helped me and guided me uh, and I felt, again, a, a giving back that I try to do some of the same. Um, 
But I think what, one of the really nice things is that as I see people here, uh, they often say, boy, you look very relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> the joy of coming back is to be able to really observe as a participant. Uh, I, I miss the people that I used to work with, you know, the staff who I used to work with. And, and many are still here, but uh, I don't work with them. I only see them like once a year now. Um, and some of the people that I used to work with in the chapters, when I would uh, talk, I, I'd go around the country giving speeches and, and talking, that I don't interact with the chapters, any, very very little. I do a little bit of that, but very little. So I miss those things. Um, but uh, at my age, I'm, I'm very, very happy to be <laughs> where I am. <laughs> Talking with conference attendees, I learned about some of the various challenges facing their organizations right now and what they're doing to meet those challenges. While at the conference, I had the opportunity to sit down with Jeff Osborne, the CEO at Acumen, to discuss some of the issues facing healthcare and the importance of bold leadership and grit in coming up with solutions. What's well, kind of been interesting over the last, I'd say, two to three years, the same themes are coming up. It's come, you know, reimbursements are obviously going in the wrong direction. So cost reduction to address those uh, diluting margins, uh, mergers and acquisitions, whether that's hospitals being acquired, health systems. Several of our clients, large health systems across the country have now merged to make an even greater health system um, and or physicians that they are purchasing, physician groups and those things. So there's a lot of reimbursement, margin pressures and cost reduction mergers and acquisitions, and then top-line revenue. How do they get more top-line revenue? Because they're running out of steam and they're looking for more areas to combat the cost pressures. With every challenge comes opportunities. What, where do you see the opportunity in all of this? Well, here's what's interesting. I was just actually today at HFMA, I was sitting in one of the breakout sessions and a health catalyst uh, statistic was shown that said, if hospitals and health systems do business as usual, by the time they get to 2021, they're going to be at a negative 15% margin. And if you look at um, the advisory board survey that came out the last couple of years, the, the median or average health system operating margin is 1.6%. So when I look at that from not being in healthcare my whole life, my first reaction is, wow, we've got to find a way for these folks in healthcare to look outside of the bounds. We got to get them to think differently about cost management and business management. They're in the business of providing healthcare and doing that well, but we can't hide behind patient care to not provide the service in the most effective, you know, efficient way. And so I think there's a lot that, that can be done to reduce waste. You know, one of the things that in other industries we talk a lot of is when you take waste out, you're not only improving cost, but you're also improving quality and service. And that's a little bit foreign to the folks in healthcare where waste reduction hasn't been as big of a focus for as many years as it has in, say, manufacturing. And so there's a big opportunity to reduce waste, a big opportunity to just pursue excellence. What is stopping hospitals? Where's the block here? I, I think one of the things that I have observed is there is a consensus 
culture within healthcare. And, and, and it was interesting. The first time I experienced it, when you can present an opportunity to go do something that has very little risk and can provide great return. And if there's a hundred healthcare folks in the room and we say, Hey, let's take a vote. And it's 99 to one, the leader will say, okay, shoot, we've got a tie. We don't know what to do because they have something called the raise your hand where one person can raise their hand and shut down just about any initiative. And so we need to have some bold leadership in healthcare. We've got to stop playing defense. We can't wait for regulations to come in and, and save the day. We've got to say, look, we know reimbursements are going in one direction. They're going south. So we've got to play offense. We've got to go take some risks. we got to have some bold leadership. We've got to be willing to get out of our own way. I think, in, again, in the name of patient care, sometimes we sit behind that and we don't really do what we know we should do for that patient care and so I think there's a courageous leadership that we need to take I think we need to take some bold risks I think grit is one of the things that we just need to make sure that we are you know grinding through and really focusing on we'll do whatever it takes and and not listen to I call him Dr. No the, the person in the back who just says no and, and they instead of finding ways to get to yes they'll give you 10 ways on how to why that won't work and we've got to stop listening to the Dr. No's of the world and we got to start saying yes how do we do that how do we make innovation happen in healthcare and let's be not afraid to take some risk as long as we're not putting patients in harm's way or anything that's going to cause those kinds of ramifications i believe we've got to start changing the way we think about healthcare delivery and start to play offense this segment was sponsored by acumen Acumen is a leading healthcare performance partner providing end-to-end strategy and services to drive value and sustainability for the clinical lab, patient blood management, and imaging services. Learn more about how Acumen services can impact your bottom line by visiting acumen.com. This was my first opportunity to attend our annual conference, and it's been so much fun to get to meet our members in person and hear what you're thinking about as you work to take your organizations into the future. And speaking of the future, we hope you'll join us in 2020 when we'll be taking our annual conference to San Antonio. For this special Fast Five, we're bringing you five reasons to come to San Antonio. The San Antonio Zoo, where you can see more than 750 animal species. The Pearl, a former brewery that is now home to restaurants, shops, and a year-round farmer's market. The Riverwalk, where you can explore the sights, sounds, and tastes of the city. The Alamo, featuring tours, exhibits, and reenactments of the Texas Revolution. HFMA's annual conference, June 28th to July 1st, 2020. Invest in continued progress for you, your organization, and the future of healthcare. The information for this Fast Five came from visitsanantonio.com and with the help of Stephanie Espinosa, the Destination Services Manager who manned the Visit San Antonio table here in Orlando. Voices in Healthcare Finance is a production of the Healthcare Financial Management Association and written and hosted by me, Erica Grotto. Beyond the News is produced by Rich Daly and Chad Mulvaney. Sound editing is by Linda Chandler. HFMA's president and CEO is Joe Pfeiffer. Huge thanks this week to Mary Mirabelli and to Pam Bajanski, our systems administrator who got our podcasting equipment set up and kept it working while here in Orlando. 
Special thanks also to our sponsor for this episode, Acumen, and to everyone who stopped by to talk with us. The song featured on today's episode was written and performed by HFMA's chair, Mike Allen. This has been a great conference. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have, and I hope you'll listen as we release some of the interviews we've done on site over the next few months. In the meantime, let's keep in touch. You can reach our team at podcast at hfma.org.